three, two, one. What's going on, everybody? This is AJ Capasso here with Talking with the Source. I'm here with my good friend. Please introduce yourself. Jonathan Keyworth, uh, JK47 Paranormal. Awesome. And we have an amazing show. But before we start the, start the show, I wanted to do a shout out real quick. It's a friend of mine. He is a young kid. He's uh, 21 years old, and he started a detailing business over here in Connecticut, USA. And it is 203 detailing. If you need anything detailed, um, if you need a paint correction, anything along those lines, his telephone number is on the screen. It's 203-707-7077. His name is Michael. Definitely give him a shout out. He does an amazing job from what you can see with the pictures on the screen that are next to it. Um, but it's 203 detailing. So definitely uh, check it out. Um, 203 detailing pain correction 20300 or 707 7077 but um that's a lot of sevens you know yeah what's up we have an amazing guest today man i want to bring him forward we have a paranormal investigator who's been a paranormal researcher for 25 plus years he just retired in 2018 and i want to find out what the reasons are, I know all you guys do, so let's bring him forward. His name is Mark Foster. Mark, what's going on, Mark? How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Great, great. Good, man. I wanted to say hi real quick to Chris Bender and also Des as well. How are you guys? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Mark, so the first thing I wanted to ask you was, um, I want to get right into the controversial stuff. Um, so you retired in 2018 because of how the field was and you saw some downward spiral where it was going. Uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about it, why you got out of it and you know, what your, what your concerns were. Well, I mean, um, there was quite a few things over the, the last five years I was around um, in the public eye and, and still investigating. Um, mostly I, I was concerned with the, um, and, and we've talked about this before, uh, in, in live broadcasts, um, mm -hmm. quite a few times just here on this show. Um, but I was, uh, concerned about a lot of misinformation that was being put out. Um, you know, there's always that, uh, assumption of everything is evil and malevolent and wants to harm you and, and all that and it just seemed like uh uh the more media that was put out there with some of the most popular uh faces on television and podcasts and yeah. uh youtube streaming videos and all that which i don't have anything against uh, streaming uh people's investigations online that's that's totally fine as far as i'm concerned the problem was uh, uh things were becoming more scripted less uh spur of the moment and with any television show for example uh you're gonna have very heavy editing um yeah just with the few shows that i've done in the past um I, I began to realize that 
without ratings, they don't have a show. So you're not, it's not like you're going to, um, if I could use this example, you're not going to pay to take a, a haunted house tour and not have an experience. Yeah. And that is completely, as you guys know, completely contradictory to um, the reason why most of us legitimate people do this. Exactly. And it's, um, it was getting worse and worse and worse. And even some people that I respected um, and had a, a relationship, a working relationship with, um, they were going off in that direction. Um, and I'm not sure what the reasons behind it were. Uh, maybe exposure, maybe the uh, ego, um, the feast of uh, popularity. Uh, I, I don't know. But uh, when I started all of this, uh, and this is probably going to be hard to believe for some people, um, really uh, paranormal researchers, people interested in, in the occult and, um, and everything that, that the paranormal covers, cryptids, all of it, they... Um, they uh, basically were in the closet. You know, we weren't people that broadcast to the world that we were out there doing this for fun and for exposure. Yep. Um, we were ridiculed. We were looked down upon. People laughed at us and so forth and so on. And, um, you know, it just became, from it being that way when I first got into it, to and, and it's a great conversation piece. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. when we started, and I say people my age and people that are still in the in the field, uh, it wasn't this giant popularity game. So that that actually spawned and spurred on a lot of misinformation for ratings and and exposure. And I just that uh, it kind of made me sick because yeah. um, people that profit off the suffering of others is not why I got into this at no. all. No. Yeah. So I do all my work for free. I, I don't charge anybody yep. anything. Good. Yeah. Yeah, we should. That's the, that's the main thing, you know, and those are the people that I work with, man. Is I, I work with people that are like John who who are just willing to help people because you know what? That's what this field should be about. And you're absolutely right. You know, for people to make a, a penny off of someone else's <laughs> suffering is really, really messed up. And yeah. you know, you gotta put those people on blast. I mean you know what? I never put anybody on blast on this show um, just because of contra like just because I don't want the controversy of the show. But I'm going to put somebody on blast right now. And it's Sam and Colby. Sam and Colby are a channel on YouTube. They go to all these haunted places and they basically make up a bunch of bullshit. Now, they recently caught uh, like a, a really good, I guess, capture um, and they had, they were on uh, some kind of podcast show, a real big one, and they revealed it and it was a good capture, but the, um, ancient Ram Inn, they went there and they lied about the history. They lied about all this stuff that was there. They did all the stuff that the lady asked not them to do. And they did it anyway. They released the video and now the lady didn't want global ghost hunt, who is our company to um be sponsored they didn't want to be sponsored by us because of sam and gold because we're an american based thing and we had to explain to them like listen it's not an american based it's actually canadian based and you know we're not like that we're about respect and 
luckily ancient ram Inn is now a part of global ghost hunt thankfully but because of stuff like that of them going in making up all this bull crap and you know people believing it and then getting thousands and thousands of views off of it people are like you know it's like it's like it's almost like people are stupid to this you know what i mean like they don't they think like paranormal investigating is exciting 24 7 and that's not the case <laughs> you know i uh, yeah i wish i mean i've sat i've sat in locations uh you know and i've had thousands of cases over the last 25 plus years and i've sat in places for 12 hours and not not had any type of data or any anything indicating uh, or leading up to any type of paranormal activity and you're exactly right aj it's people think that it's all you know let's rip our shirts off and scream into the darkness and call everything uh the d word um but it really isn't it's so much more mundane than that but you have to have a passion and a heart for it you do you absolutely do and like chris bender just said in the comments he calls it ghost fishing now and it's just like fishing you know yeah. we throw a line out there and we hope <laughs> to get a bite sometimes we do sometimes we don't so yeah. you know he's absolutely right no it, and and i agree yeah. with that like there's there's times I've been on investigations because I do I do everything live. If I, I make sure that people see what I see, so it can't be debunked because I can't do editing and crap right in front of me, you know. And there's been times where not a single thing happens. Don't get a single voice out of anything, and and I'm just like, sorry guys, that's name of the game. Usually it gets better the second yeah. night. So. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, the other, uh, we were talking about uh, that salmon person um, yeah. with the Ram Inn. Um, yeah. That's not the first time we've had that experience in that location with a, a team or a podcaster or a, a live streamer. And, um, you know, uh, Emerald Isle, you, you guys know Emerald Isle, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, investigations. They, I think they were recently there and uh, they said a lot of things um, on their live feed straight, you know, about. They didn't. I don't think they mentioned the name uh, that you mentioned, but uh, really, it sounds like uh, that particular person is sort of like, uh, and not to put anybody on blast, but everybody knows the laughing stock of this field. Um, yeah. You know, Mister Hair Gel. You know, everybody wants to be like him <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Have, have their own. You know, have their own uh, something about Mary. Uh, you know, podcast and. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, for the last 20 years, uh, pieces of shit like that uh, are spawning new pieces of shit like that. So where they got to make stuff up. And, uh, you know, it's, you know sad. It's, just it's, sad. it's sad because there's not creative people anymore. Everyone is stealing from somebody else trying to profit. And it's like, you yeah, know, dude, what? look at all the, the other people that get rich off of those clips so then they copy those clips and they make a video yeah. of all that and, and all they're doing is just cutting and paste. i always say go get your own crap why do you have to steal promote yeah. other people you know yeah, yeah my, my favorite thing are these uh compilations um there's a few that yeah. I, I actually follow and they they do the compilations you know top 50 most haunted places and it's the same right. title on yeah. every every video and there's at least yeah. 99% of it's the same shit they did in the other video. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a lot. And, and it's and they're stealing people's, you know, uh, stealing people's data and, and evidence just to get ahead and get those stupid clicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, 
that's not what this is about, man. It's uh, trust I me. Always the end up I, was, you know, I don't see them. They don't see me. And oh, I, I think they're I hilarious. Think yeah, I, I think I they're hilarious. And then you get the people in the comments, the trolls that happen. But you want to know what? What are you going to do? That's the name of the game nowadays, and it sucks. And unfortunately, yeah. hopefully, real teams can can push this back and and get this back into a scientific kind of way. But you know, we can only hope. Yeah. You know. But on a better note, and I, I feel like I I feel like that we are in kind of a pre Renaissance. Um, yeah. I, I feel like. Once people get tired of the same nonsense, uh, the general public anyway, they're going to stop yeah. watching. They're going to stop clicking, and yeah. um, they're going to step back and go, "What is this? You know, what is this really about?" Or I don't care about that anymore. Um, so when it stops becoming this fad, you know, and it starts becoming more uh, research-based and and fact-based, uh, yeah. then the renaissance will truly happen, and we'll all be sitting in that same closet. Making secret yep. telephone calls on a, on a can with a string on it, and you know, pulling yeah. out our giant four-track reel-to-reels and our yep. high-density uh, studio mics, mm -hmm. and you yeah. know, we'll go we'll go back to the Warren style. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Now, tell me, with the two teams that you were successful with, what was mm -hmm. some of the most scariest things that you've encountered? Um. Just with uh, Moonlight, you're talking about Moonlight Paranormal, yeah? Yeah, Moonlight, yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there there's, there was quite a few um, that we could talk about, but one that sticks out in my mind is um, when we first started out, well, one of our first cases, uh, and I had a completely different team at the beginning than I did at the end. Um, one of the first cases that we took was in Alton, Illinois, which I live now in this area uh, and we, we we did three properties in one night mm. i had to break in a couple of rookies and a self-proclaimed medium um and we're gonna i would like to get into that here in a little while as well. <laughs> uh, so uh the first place uh the first location same client three different locations she was flipping houses and uh she couldn't seem to keep any of her crews on the other two properties she was trying to flip long story short these guys would leave in the middle of the day tools left there you know you know a thousand dollars worth of tools they would leave and she would never hear from them again wow. she'd, you know a couple oh, months later she a couple months later she'd see an advertisement on facebook or, or somebody would talk to her talk to her about them and they'd be out there working for other companies but uh if you don't know the storied uh past of alton then it's not as impactful. Uh, yeah. To put it bluntly, this is one of the, the most haunted little cities in America. Um, they had a Civil War prison here, uh, and right after the the war ended, uh, a lot of the um, the stone that they used from the local bluffs that they quarried to build the prison ended up getting dispersed throughout this town, and oh, so man. for basically. Yeah, so now you have all of this imprinted energy uh, from such a horrible place. And, I mean, this place had no running water. It had, they were they were pissing and drinking out of the same stream. I mean, it was like Auschwitz, really, in, in a wow. nutshell, you know, 50 years before it happened. And, uh, you know, there's an island here right on the Mississippi off the, uh, off of the, uh, 
the shoreline where it was a cholera island yeah. where they would stick all the infected on the island and basically wait for them to die. Um, you know, there was a hospital there and they had doctors, but they didn't know what they were dealing with back in the day. That so you put you all of them. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Sorry, that so reminds you, me of Provelio. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. Please go. Please keep going. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so you put all that energy, that, just that energy together, never mind the 200-year-old cemeteries and Confederate cemetery that they have here and so many other uh, amazing locations like McPike Mansion and Mineral Springs Hotel, which uh, GA has done uh, several times, and I, I stopped patronizing that place uh, once that started happening. But that's another story for another day. So these three locations. Uh, the first location um, was her home, and her children were being terrorized by something unseen. And we went up into the children's bedrooms. They were on the uh, second floor of this three-level house. And the minute you walked in up the stairwell to go to these rooms, and as you walked in, there was a room here, and there was a room here, and then one straight ahead. So there was three bedrooms. Um, one of the children had said that they had woke up one night, uh, uh, she said sometime after midnight, and said that something tried to reach out and grab her through the wall. Now, they're on the second level, so no one's reaching in the windows on the second level. But she, yeah. she said the wall. So we go in, we sit down, we kill all the lights, we go dark, and we start doing an EVP session. And uh, the medium that was with us, she actually had an SLR camera and was a photographer and a former model. Mm. Um, so she knew her way around a camera. And every time she took a picture, there were these uh, streams of light in the photos that some of which we had seen. And at one point, we heard scratching and growling coming out of the walls. And now we wow. didn't ask for we didn't ask for any more information than the the basic story yeah. and when we expressed to the owner this is the area that we heard and and experienced this and we caught it on tape uh we were running dvrs obviously uh, yeah. by the way one of the things that really pisses me off and irritates me is when these people walk around with their dvrs yeah it's like sit it down in the room and walk away yeah because you rubbing that mic against your jacket is not someone it's not a spirit telling you they're gonna they're gonna bite you or whatever. So yeah, yeah. So we uh, we ended up doing a cleansing on the house, and then we moved on to property number two. It's okay. about two o'clock in the morning, and that property's still vacant and it's still here, and I could take you right to it. But um, the second property was an old, um, uh, like a farmhouse. Uh, it was you know obviously this land was all farm at one point. Yeah. But um, that was one of the places that they could not uh, keep a, a crew on. We walked in, and I swear to God, there was about a $500 bandsaw there that it barely had the plastic taken off of it. Um, there were tools everywhere. Only the parlor room was the only room that had nothing in it. And we actually found a hidden door in off the parlor there that went into the walls. When we investigated further... We, uh, we realized that in most of these homes, uh, and in this dawn, I mean, middle of the investigation, was that um, when they built these homes, they always had a safe room. 
So if warring factions were to roll through town, they would put their, their wife and kids in there, grab their musket and go for, go for a walk, but they would be secure with, you know, canned goods and, and, and water, cans of water, things of that nature or uh, jugs of water. So that when the, when the husbands would come back, they could retrieve their family and they'd be safe and sound. Um, So we realized that's what that was. And over the years they had boarded it up, but it was a five by six room um, that you could fit four or five people in. So with that, we understood, we understood there might've been some, uh, you know, possible psychic imprint on, on the, uh, on the location. That was my uh, assumption anyway. And we kind of figured out that's what it was. So we decided to go down into the basement. Why is it always the basement? I know. Why is it always the basement? Basements and closets. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's never the kitchen, you know? Um, Where the food is. You know, uh, ma'am, you don't have a demon in your kitchen. That's just your new ice maker. So so we head down to the basement, the three of the four of us did. And as I'm leading the charge down there, um, something put its pressure up against my chest and I couldn't move. And I was telling my people, I said, push me down the stairs. I'm two steps from the, from the floor of this place. They could not move me. Now I was a lot skinnier back then. <laughs> I'm, I'm about 210 now. I was about 165 pounds back in the day. And one of my investigators is actually six foot plus and could really pack a wall up if he wanted to hurt you. Yeah. Uh, so once we push through that, finally the pressure let up. And once we pushed through that, uh, we got down in the basement and um, we captured a few EVPs uh, that we, we did an immediate review on. You know, we had the headphones in and we were listening as we were recording, um, which is one of the only times I would ever carry my DV car around. Um, yeah. But I had a little bit before it, so I couldn't rush up against anything. Long story short, we caught um, what we found out was actual Latin being spoken in the basement. Oh, wow. And once we once we left the location to take a breather, um, one of my teammates noticed that on my arm I had scratches on the back of my arm. Um, now you you can guess what they were the mocking of the Trinity. Yeah. So, um, so that happened, and then. As this place had no power, by the way, there was no electricity to it. But as we turned to uh, go back in and kind of uh, say our goodbyes and be respectful, uh, the lights in the attic, which had a steeple type of uh, attic on it, the light popped on. And there was literally no power box on the side of this house. Wow. Nothing. And we could see someone walking back and forth. So I'm oh, getting wow. I'm getting chills now just re- recounting it. Yeah, that's um, crazy. So, so idiot me, I decide I'm gonna I'm gonna charge back up there and go see who's up in the in the house because yeah. it could have been a vagrant, could have been a homeless person. I go up there, yeah. <laughs> I run up there and I I grab the ladder and I put it on the the port to the uh, attic, and because it, it didn't have one of the fold down ones, so I I seen they had a six foot ladder there, so I put it up there. I get up in the attic. And uh, the light is on, and um, I'm hearing uh, what sounded like a, I want to say, like a combination of a, a young girl and a goat, 
if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's like literally screaming, no. and everybody heard it. Oh my so I God. was like, I, I, I got the nope out of there. I slid down the ladder like a firefighter. And I said, yeah. okay, so uh, let's go on to the next property. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty terrifying. But that, that's the yeah. one that stands out in my mind uh, from, from uh, the last here. 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she said that light never, never came on again. Never got, wasn't ever able to sell the property either. So that is wild. I'll buy it. I I'll buy it go live there. Experiencing that, then seeing <laughs> that bite your back. Mm -hmm. If the, if some little goat girl came out of the darkness, mm -hmm, nope. Oh no! Uh, the the <laughs> oh hell no! My, my biggest fear, I I don't care if it crawls on the ground or slides across the walls. But the minute I see some shit on the ceiling, I'm out. Yeah. I don't do that. I don't do that. You know what I'm talking about? No, I'm good. We're not spider walking anywhere together. We are not we are not going to be friends. We're not spider walking anywhere together. Exactly. Exactly. Now tell me, Mark, how um actually John, go ahead and ask your question, brother. Oh man, no, those are great stories, man. I, so, did, are you completely done with investigating now, or do you ever, um, you know, kind of spot on I still, stuff? I still have um, quite a few uh, out of the hundreds I used to have, not very many, but I still have a few contacts that I do consult on. Um, I haven't actually been on an investigation in over three years. So, um, actually, four years if you want to get technical. Um, so I do have, I, and I do have international contacts that I still uh, communicate with here and there. Um, so I'm not, I'm 99% I'm out. I'm not going to be gearing up anytime soon and taking on any big cases. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you still, are, do you still look at clips and like, man, I, I wish I could see that, you know, <laughs> like, or, you know, like if, uh, if I was in your neighborhood, I said, dude, let's go. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, if, if you drove through town and said, hey, I got a spot. Let's go. I'd be like, all right, let me grab a few pieces of equipment. Yeah. Right. But yeah, all right. we can go dowsing. That's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it, man. That's going to be the future. Uh, getting in an RV and just going for a while. You know, oh. come back home if, every now and then. <laughs> if there, if there was money in it. To where you could do that, absolutely. Or if I won the lottery, I'd probably get a nice RV and take it on the road. Yep, yeah, that'd be man. a dream, you know. That'd be a dream. Um, I wanted to ask yeah. you so, when out of the 25 plus years that you've been a paranormal researcher, man, tell me what was your go to, um, go to like equipment? What would you use the most? My, um, actually. My re my physical researchers, uh, my physical self, my uh, I, I realized late in in the game that I had developed after all these cases had developed um, a sensitivity to spirit, um, and I'm I'm super basic when it comes to investigating. Give me a few cameras and tripods, a couple of DVRs, you know, a couple of night vision cameras, um, mm -hmm. and just let's go. Uh, I don't need these ghost boxes, and but now I used to have an SP7, but I mean, um, they're kind of unreliable. 
uh, as far as as far as their credibility, anyway, in my opinion, they're great devices. Uh, if you're in a place that's in the middle of a dead zone, no pun intended, uh, yeah. because then you're not picking up any radio signals. Um, but um, yeah, uh, the human the human emotion, the human body, the the natural ability that we all have to tune into spirit um, yeah. is very is very much uh, a basic tool. Um, so yeah. Well, I don't blame you. That's one thing that is the most important, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so. if, uh, I always used to tell my investigators, if there's ever a time where you don't feel comfortable or you feel afraid, get out. Don't be the hero. Yeah. Yep. And it's it saved us a lot of grief over the years. So oh, I'm, I'm very happy for that. Yeah, I mean, think about all the times you must have saved yourself from getting an attachment. You know, or saved mm-hmm. the team. You know? Oh yeah. And I actually that happened to me uh twice in all those years. Yeah. I was about to ask you, tell me a yep. little bit about what happened. Well, um, we had a case in uh, Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri, uh, back in 2016, I believe it was, until 2015, pardon me. And it was this trailer. We drove all the way from Dexter, Missouri to this this trailer three hours away. It was owned by this guy's uh, father who had passed away. And his claims were that he was being uh, basically tortured by his father from the other side. He couldn't sleep. He couldn't eat. Anytime he ever ate anything, he would almost immediately throw it up. He went from uh, 200 plus pounds to uh, a whopping 127 pounds in less than six months because he wasn't eating, he wasn't sleeping. Hey, no drugs were involved. So anybody that wants to to have me clarify that, there was no, you know, hardcore drugs or not even really any drinking going on with this guy because he, you know, he was just stressed to the max. Yeah. Um, so we went in, we did the investigation. And during the investigation, uh, I caught a male voice several times. Um, hey, Stu. Tell, tell me that he was going to basically kill me. Uh, and this was during a solo EVP session that I did in the father's bedroom. He came through, in my opinion, it was him. And he came through several times in this recording, and I have actually put that on my uh, Facebook page uh, that's not really been active since 2018, but all of that audio is there for anyone that wants to go and check it out. And uh, that's Moonlight Paranormal Investigations. Uh, Moonlight spelt wrong, by the way, L-I-T-E, not light. Um, Uh, L-I-T-E. So anyway, (laughs) yeah, yeah, well... You know, I'm an idiot. I don't know, whatever. So uh, we hey, get back. From, it works, dude. We get, back, it works. we get back from this investigation after nine long hours and three hours travel time back. But before we left, he gave us this uh, vessel. It was a uh, almost like a almost like an urn, but it was from the Civil War that his dad had held on to for many many years. So I said, you know what, I. I really don't accept gifts or money or anything for what we do. And the gentleman said, no, you don't understand. I think my father's attached to this and that's why he's bothering me. So we went ahead and wrapped 
the vessel in salt and set a blessing and sage the vessel just to safely get it back to Dexter, Missouri. And once we got it back, I started falling into a deep depression for no reason whatsoever. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to sleep. You see where this is going, yeah? Yeah. So it's almost like... Right, right, thrown in a dumpster. Well, I had a, I had a uh, very close friend of mine that took care of haunted objects and knew how to properly dispose of them or bind them. And I was going to bring that up to her in St. Louis the next time we went up. I didn't think much of it. I ended up putting it in the garage behind my house at the time, and things just got worse. It felt like the energy was even worse than it was when I had the thing sitting in my office in my in my house. Yeah. Uh, so long story short, my teammate, uh, another medium, uh, comes down from St. Louis to visit and do an investigation at a, an old, uh, it's a music store now, but it's in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. It used to be a brothel, a church, and they had cold storage for dead bodies during the Civil War at one point. So it also worked as a field hospital. And this oh, place wow. had three layers, balconies on the inside. Wow. Right. So we were going to check it out. We had this amazing opportunity to check it out. So she came down and immediately got, I didn't tell her about it. She didn't go with us on that investigation, by the way. So I immediately yeah. told her about this thing that was happening. She said, yeah, you seem a lot, a lot different. You seem off. She yeah. said, when I, when I got out of the car and we hugged you, it was like you were being held down by a, a, a mudslide, you know? And yeah. uh, so I showed her, showed her the vessel and she wouldn't touch it she said nope not doing it uh we're gonna do anything with See? this we're gonna take it yeah gas station well we ended up taking it to the cemetery we ended up taking it to, to the cemetery and put it in a large mason jar and uh did a blessing on it saged it uh salted the earth uh replaced the soil and uh, uh it, i felt like a whole new person as soon as that last shovel full went into the ground wow. so and that was the last it, experience isn't it a weird feeling when something lifts off of you because you could feel it it's it's like um when you're in it it's like something's tugging on your coil your yeah. your, your mortal coil and then once it's gone it's as if he's been reborn in a lot of ways yeah Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've had attachments before, and that's exactly how it felt. It's well, like, we, I had one last weekend. So. Well, we we always uh we always said a prayer before we went in into any location, and of then course. one to close out tonight, just to just for all intents and purposes. Of course, you know? of course, I would have too. Yeah. And uh, always. Always kept uh, a few crystals of protection and things of that nature. Um, I used to carry a lot of onyx around to absorb yep. any negative energy. And then, uh, you know, we cleanse it. So, but uh, the attachments are no, are no, are no fun and they're, they're not anything to play with. And that's the other, you know, going back to why I left the field. It's all a game. It's all a game until someone ends up you know, crawling on the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? It's these people don't yeah, know right. what they don't know what they're messing with, 
And then and then everybody wants to feel sorry for them when they get fucked up. None of us know what we're messing with. You know, to be truly isn't honest. That, isn't that the army saying, yeah, right. fuck around and find out? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah that's right. a meme somewhere. It's SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Now, tell me a little bit about the medium situation that you were going to talk about. <laughs> okay. This is where things get interesting. Um, up until about 2017, one of my personal unspoken goals was to always have a psychic medium or sensitive person on one of my teams or my investigations. And the whole purpose of that was so I could debunk every single time they tried to claim that they were feeling, seeing, or hearing something. Yeah. So I'd always make them go in blind, no history on a location. The only person we never briefed before we went in was the medium, psychic, what have you. Yeah. I've only worked with three total that I can actually say I believe were entirely legit. Uh, one of them is an expert because she has now passed away. Oh, wow. The other one, the other male, is an expert because he has also now crossed the veil to be with his wife, Lorraine. Yep. So those two are, I mean, demonology is an iffy subject for me too, but as far as um, active results and, and, and documented results with a medium, yeah, you cannot, you can't argue with with that work. Uh, and no. then the other one is actually the gal that was on my my last incarnation here in St. Louis of the team, and one hundred percent legit. Now here's the irony: I was like the well, who is that guy that that he offers? I think it's up to ten million dollars now to anyone oh. that can prove that they're genetic or. James what? What's Randy. his name? James Randy. Yeah, James Randy. Thank you. And I think that bounty is still out there. It is. Um, so I was kind of the James Randy of what we were doing at the time and, and throughout the years because I never believed. Every time they would say, oh, there's a little girl over there. Bullshit. And then, you know, that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in 2017... Uh, my my investigations had slowed down. I was getting to wrap. I was getting ready to wrap up uh, a career in that uh, outside of my normal full time job. And yeah. I had an experience one night uh, that I can only describe as an out of body experience. Mm -hmm. I was uh, halfway between REM and and consciousness. Yeah. And I could feel myself leave my body, my, my physical body. Yep. And as as the story always goes, uh, I remember turning around and looking down, and there were there was me looking at me. Yeah. Um, with the silver and cord, then right? That, yeah, actually, actually, yes. And when that happened, I slammed back into my body and jolted. You know, like when you have those falling dreams. Dude, what did I say to you? Did I not say that to yeah. you, John? What about mine? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had one of the, I had that happen to me, which it wouldn't be the first time, but I never understood what it was about, really. And then a few yeah. weeks later, 
I saw a little girl in my backyard. And I said, okay, she doesn't look like any of the neighbor kids. She's wearing a little sundress. You know, I couldn't really pin down the period or time that it yeah. may have been from because it, it looked normal. Yeah. So I went out the back door to see what the hell was going on. And why these kids in my backyard and she turned to me and she put her finger up to her lips and she shushed me. So I started walking towards her. And as I did, she turned around and just kind of dissipated. And this was broad daylight. Dude. Now my neighbor was wait, standing. Hold on. Hold on. Validate something for me because I've watched the spirit dissipate from like complete solid before. Tell me, does it not yeah. remind you of leaves being taken by the wind, the way they dissipate? Like, it's like a, it's like. Sometimes. A, like, it's weird. Sometimes. It's weird I've had that experience. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. So and then there's other ones that evaporate like a mist. So. Yeah. Yep. This one, like this, this little girl, this little girl, uh, she evaporated like a mist. It just. Uh, yeah. She was there and then she was gone. And wow. my neighbor was over over the other side and he says, hey, who's that little girl you guys got staying at the house? And now I'm already stunned and in shock. And I said to him, I said, well, Jerry, I said, I don't know who you're talking about, but I think I just saw the little girl that, you know, that you're, yeah. you might be referencing it. And he said, wait, that's not, she's not, uh, she's not staying with you. I said, no. He said, well, I talked to her two days ago. I said, what do you mean? Said, what do you mean you talked to her two days ago? And he says, God is my witness. We had a full-blown conversation over the fence. And I said, about what? He said, well, she said she was staying here with you. And uh, I won't stay, say my ex-girlfriend's name, but, but, you know. She... Oh, you froze. Damn, right the good part. Right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Come uh, back, it's spirit. Mark. Come back. It's spirit. Oh, man. <laughs> it's spirit. Dude, I'm telling you, once you astro project, once that is accomplished, you're more able to open your third eye more. So that's why he's starting to see that stuff. Oh, 100%. I'm telling you. Hold on. Oh, there he is. He's moving now. He's moving now. All right. Oh, he was. Uh, well, everyone, sorry for the delay, but yeah, that is absolutely wild. <laughs> that is crazy stuff, man. Oh my gosh, because there's so many accounts of that happening, like where people will have this conversation with spirit, and you know, it's like, oh, no, I agree, man. I, I, I've seen it the white mist that he's explained, I, I've seen that in my house, I just, I, I've seen it at locations. Um, yeah, I, I just not afraid of it anymore, you know? Like at first I was kind of terrified of it. Yeah. Hey Mark, I don't know what's going on, but your camera's not showing up. <laughs> it's it's spirit fucking with him. Yo, he's giving really all the is. secrets away. He's right? giving all the secrets away. <laughs> he right, he was about to give the secrets away to life. <laughs> Take him off the screen in the background. He's moving and he's fine. Is That's he? the weird part. I don't. He looks frozen, like he's holding the. 
his hand to his head. Well, anyway, until he comes <laughs> back, everyone, that was totally insane because we were just talking about this little girl and how, you know, he saw her and she dissipated. And then all of a sudden the neighbor the next day literally was like, yeah, what are you talking about? That little girl's not staying with you. She told me she was staying with you and they had a full blown conversation. And then all of a sudden he's going to tell us about the conversation and then and boom, just got <laughs> cut out like out of said, nowhere. I'm telling you, and, like and, he has, and he has not done crap for three years with paranormal, dude. That's the crazy thing. He 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 hasn't done any investigations or anything, and all of a sudden he's talking about his experiences. <laughs> it just cuts off, dude. Yeah, this is all we see. This is it. We just see a black screen. He hasn't called back, so I hope Spirit didn't take him. I hope he's not fighting something crawling on the ceiling or something. I know, right? Because <laughs> he well, said he would, he would run for that. So. Well, anyway. The Broncos won, all you Bronco fans out there. There you go. But anyway, everyone, on a, on a note, on a, a crazy note, uh, yeah, uh, Chris says no ceiling crawlers. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, anyway, from – Anyone who was watching and got to catch all that, I know we have like nine people watching, and I know you guys. Oh, he's uh, back. Oh, he's back. Hold on. Let's bring him on forward. Let's see if he's back. Oh, he's back. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know how bad the internet is here. I am. So we're in a really, uh, I'm actually at work, um, and we're in a very old golf course uh, country club. So the Wi-Fi uh -oh. up here is really bad. I apologize, guys. We thought the no, little girl didn't. attacked you because you were about to tell us what the <laughs> conversation was about, and then she's all of a sudden... She's standing here in front of me, and she's about to. What? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At least it's not crawling on the ceiling, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're not doing that. So, Chris, <laughs> finish the story and tell us, what did the little girl say to the neighbor? That sounds um, like a joke. They just had, <laughs> they just had a full blown conversation. He said for like five minutes that she was she was staying with me and my ex, and she was going to stay at the house for the summer, and that was about it. And I wow. said, well, "That's uh, that's." I didn't want to. This guy now, this guy's old school, so I didn't want to freak him out or you know make him think I'm the nutty neighbor next door. So we just kind of left it at that. And I said, "Yeah, yeah, she went home." What else am I supposed That's to say? Wild. <laughs> no, she's gone. <laughs> yeah, she went home. It's all good. Yeah, she, she apparently she was staying with us. I didn't know. So, but yeah, it was, it was quite interesting. <laughs> that is wild. My goodness. But those that's one of the more lighthearted things. But um, after uh, after that, I started hearing, feeling, and seeing more things. And uh, I don't know if you heard me earlier, right before I cut out, I, I had said that I felt like my third eye was finally opening. Yeah, and that's what I said, yeah. And yeah. boy, was I right. Boy, was I right, because here I am getting out of the field, and now I'm seeing, hearing, uh, feeling, and able to communicate with spirit. And if I don't put my blinders up, at any given moment, I can be approached by any given spirit. It's really odd. 
I've never ex well, I, expected to experience I that. I think it's because they know that you help them. You know, you were doing it for the right reasons. Your intentions were good, and they they don't yeah. want you to go. You know. Well, my favorite thing about it, uh, I have to say, is that um, my accuracy and the few times I've utilized my gifts um, has been pretty darn good. Um, mm. And then sometimes when it wasn't very good in the moment, later on, the person that I was communicating with uh, on this plane yeah. would contact to reach out to me and say, hey, Remember I told you you were wrong about that? Well, I talked to my mom last week. So, you know, it, yeah, that, that's yeah. happened a few times. Um, but when I relay messages or um, do any type of reading for anyone, I'm giving them the information that the spirit is giving me. So everything right. thing that they're saying to me or show me is being given to the client or the friend or the associate or whoever I am trying to, to help out. I had a very strange experience one time, though. I will tell you this one. I was a grocery shopping at a local market here in Alton. And this guy in a jumpsuit, like a mechanic's outfit, was standing uh, back by the, the meat counter. And he kept staring at me and staring at me. And I just kind of ignore him. I mean, he was, he was playing his days. You guys are here with me. And I didn't really think anything about it. But um, this lady came out, out of one of the aisles with her two children. She had a small, uh, maybe one-year-old uh, child yeah. in, the, in the seat. And then a, a seven or eight-year-old uh, child with her. Um, a very nice uh, Caucasian lady. Uh, the, her kids were beautiful, mixed children, and this, mm -hmm. and then it dawned on me that this guy in this mechanic suit, well, he's uh, African American, and I can't, I can't remember what his, what his name was on his name patch, but he looked like he had been doing some work, you know, he had crease stains and all that. Yeah. So he starts pestering me. I go into the aisle to ignore him, and I turn around and he's standing right here in front of me. Wow. So he turns his head and he looks back to the lady and the two kids and he points. He hasn't said anything to me. He hasn't vocalized anything to me. I haven't been given any vision, nothing of that nature. But I felt this ultimate sadness. And uh, I turned back around to put something in my cart. I turned back around and he was gone. Wow. So I hear a voice from behind me, a large booming voice. This man was about 6263, built like a brick shit house. Looked like you could tear the horns off of a, or antlers off a deer with your bare hands. A live yeah. deer. And uh, so I hear this voice from behind me. He says, I, I need you to tell her that I love her. Oh, wow. So I'm like, oh, shit. Is this really happening right now in a grocery store? Right. Well, this is a mom and pop right. joint. It's not a normal. So I'm, I look like the crazy fucker talking to myself because nobody <laughs> can see this guy talking to me. So little humor there, but it gets more intense. I walk over to the lady and I say, ma'am, uh, I don't know you. You don't know me. And I, I put my hands up and, you know, non-threatening. I said, I, I just, I need to ask you a question. Yeah. So she said, okay, what? And I said, do you know? And I can't remember his name. She said, yeah, that's my husband. I said, okay. 
he wants me to tell you that he's sorry that he passed away on the river while he was working on one of the barges and that it wasn't his fault and it wasn't his co-worker's fault. And he's also sorry that he never got to meet his son. So I don't know this woman from, from Adam or Eve. And he says, you know, tell her my kids' names. So I tell her her kids' names and her name. I said, I, he's telling me that he got into an accident on the barge uh, almost two years ago. And that's when he, he left he left you and he's very sorry, but he loves you. And this woman burst into tears because I gave her a description of this man. Oh, I, I at the time, I still, had a, I still had a Chicago driver's license. So I said, look, I'm not from here. I just moved here six months ago. Wow. And uh, so she broke down and hugged me, hugged me and thanked me. And then that's when the, the one that was a seven or eight year old looked up at her and she goes, uh, the, little, the little girl says, uh, um, what did she say? Oh, is daddy coming home? Because he's over there. And she points over to the deli counter where he's standing. Oh, wow. So that that wow. all happened out of nowhere. Uh, needless to say, I haven't grocery shopped there in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, I would so, feel the same. Yeah, but, uh, right. The good thing, though, is I have seen this woman and her children uh, from time to time since that happened, and we each will meet eyes, and she'll smile, and I'll, I'll give her a wink, and she'll she'll wave, and it's like an unspoken uh, an unspoken thing, which is very uh, very sweet, very tender, so very that very is, interpersonal. That is awesome. So you know, you know, it shows that. There, even though you have experienced some negative side of this field, you know, the love and the amount of love that you experience in this field is more vast yeah. than the, the hatred and all the other stuff that you have seen and dealt with, with what's going on with this field. So uh, it's so good to hear that. And I'm, I'm really happy to hear, you know, what you've shared with us today. That was awesome. Yeah, well, thank man. you guys so much. I mean, uh, this has been, what, six months trying to get me on the show. <laughs> I know, man. Um, but I, I really appreciate well, it. Well, no, I want to bring you back on because you have uh, some evidence that uh, are still available on your hands, correct? Yeah, yeah. I would like to bring you back on, and I would like to do a show where we could just show some of the evidence if we could. Um, yeah, so okay. you're not in the yeah. clips. Yeah, so what I'll do is when we get off of this, I'll, I'll message you on Messenger, and we'll set up a date immediately because I have dates all available. And we'll get you set up for that okay. so that we don't have to wait six months again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. no. Well, I'm but getting pretty old, so much. my time is limited. <laughs> I'll, I'll be 47 in two months. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, well, so you know how I'm feeling. There you go. There you go. Well, hey, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for what you're sharing my with pleasure. us. My pleasure. It's the truth, and I uh, appreciate my it a pleasure. lot. My pleasure. Yeah, man. Thank yeah, you my so pleasure. Much. And uh, um, if you guys, you. if you guys would like to, if you guys would like to check out um, how I got my journey started, uh, I believe my episode of Paranormal Survivor is being replayed uh, somewhere on TV. So uh, look out for that. All awesome. Right, yeah. Do you know the episode number and season by chance? Uh, yeah, episode or uh, season two, episode six.
child victims. There you go. Child victims. First. Season and, uh, two, episode by way, six. By the way, I'm the only person I believe that's ever said I shit my pants on live television. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be awesome to watch. See, so we have definitely a lot to go yeah. over. So we will have you on in the next coming weeks. I appreciate you, Mark. And until then, awesome. we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you, Absolutely, Martin. man. Take care of you guys. God bless. Bye. Bye. Did you end it? There you go. Uh, 